Hello, my name is Jayema, and you're listening to Unpurified, the Ramblings of a Black Queer Christian. Uh, For today's episode of the podcast, I wanted to talk about uh, women and married uh, co-pastors in the Bible. Uh, The reason uh, I wanted to talk about this is because I was on YouTube and I saw this video that came on my timeline and there was a guy who was uh, telling people that they should leave um, their churches if they see they see that like say a man is a pastor of the church and his wife is listed as the co-pastor to the church and he believes that women being in leadership is unbiblical he doesn't believe that there is uh biblical examples of women in leadership or married uh co-pastors that lead a church together um so after (laughs) seeing the video um I wanted to you know provide the biblical evidence that there are women in leadership in the bible there are married co-pastors represented in the bible and I want to be the one to share that information so uh yeah let's get into that okay friends so let's get into the biblical example of a married couple pastoring over a church in the bible so uh the couple that i am speaking about today is uh both of their names are priscilla and aquila um they were a married couple uh who uh formed a church during the early church uh era you know right after you know jesus went back up into heaven uh they were good friends of paul they traveled around with him and like They preached the gospel, and Paul later even uh, thanked them for helping him out uh, and called him his co-workers in Christ. And this can be seen in Acts, Romans, and 2 Timothy. So let's get into uh, the reading of all of that. And yeah, so this is Acts chapter 18 verses 1 through 3 and that says after this Paul left Athens and went on to Corinth there he met a Jew named Aquila born to Pontus who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla for Emperor Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome Paul went to see them and stayed and worked with them because he earned his living by making tents just as they did and then a little bit down the line in chapter 18, they're mentioned again in verses uh, 18 through 19. And that says, Paul stayed on with the believers in Corinth for many days, then left them and sailed off with Priscilla and Aquila for Syria. Before sailing to Cen- Century, Century, he had his head shaved because of a vow he had taken. They arrived in Ephesus. 
Ephesus, where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. He went into the synagogue and held discussions with the Jews. And then they're also mentioned a little bit farther down the line again uh, in verses 24 through 28. And that says, at the time, a Jew named Apollos, who had been born to, born in Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent speaker and had a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and with great enthusiasm, he proclaimed and taught correctly the facts about Jesus. However, he knew only of the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. And when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him home with them and explained to him more correctly the way of God. Apollos then decided to go to Acacia. So the believers in Ephesus helped him by writing to the believers in Acacia, urging them to welcome him. When he arrived, he was a great help to those through God's grace had become believers. For with his strong arguments, he defeated the Jews in public debates by proving from the scriptures that Jesus is the Messiah. And they are mentioned again in Romans 16 verses 3 through 5. And that says, I send greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in the service of Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. I am grateful to them, not only I, but all the Gentile churches as well. Greetings to the church that beats in their house. Uh, in verse uh, 2 Timothy 4, 19, uh, Paul also writes to them and says, I send greetings to Priscilla and Aquila and to the family of Onisphorus. <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, you know, as one begins to read about them in the scriptures, it becomes clear that Priscilla and Aquila were a married couple that started a church together and preached side by side. Uh, they even corrected Apollo, who was a preacher of the gospel, who, as they say, uh, knew very well you know, the scriptures, he had a very thorough knowledge of it. Um, but they were able to talk to him and more accurately explain the gospel to him. And because of their help, they were able to win uh, more souls to the kingdom in a more accurate, a more uh, knowledgeable way. And uh, they also allowed Paul to stay with him uh, when he needed some place to stay and he credits them for helping all of the gentile churches because of the help that they provided for him and you know if you uh you know paid close attention to uh uh the scriptures and even like getting an understanding of like the cultural context in which the scriptures were written during this time you'll see that the church that priscilla and aquila passed over was mostly led by priscilla which is the wife uh, of aquila and you can tell that because priscilla's name is always mentioned first when they are talked about it's always priscilla and aquila not aquila and Priscilla her name is mentioned first and as y'all know in the bible most women don't even have their names mentioned in the bible it will literally just be woman <laughs> a lady with an issue 
a bent over lady. You know what I'm saying? Like women aren't even usually given names in the Bible and much less have their names mentioned before a man in a sentence where, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like two people are mentioned. They're not going to say the woman's name first. So the fact that Priscilla's name was always mentioned first uh, when the scriptures uh, talked about them, that goes to show that Priscilla was the head pastor over the church. She was the one who was, you know, sort of started the uh, spiritual heading. She was the uh, (laughs) commander in chief, if you will. You know, she was the head pastor and Aquila was, you know, the co-pastor of the church. So in this one example alone, the Bible shows evidence of both a woman being a head pastor over a church, having, you know, the, 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 the leadership. And it also is an example of a married couple co-pastoring together over a church. So, you know what I'm saying? Look at that. <laughs> Having both examples through one couple. Isn't isn't that great? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that quick? Isn't that swift? <laughs> you know, wrapping the girls up, giving the girls <laughs> a one and done example. But you know me, you know me, I like to dig deep into things. And if this example is not enough to convince you uh, that women have the God-given ability to lead and shepherd over a flock of sheep, a, uh, you know, group of believers, a diverse and co-ed congregation. Uh, You can also look like all the way back to the start of Genesis and I know in a lot of churches, uh, the thing that people use a lot for trying to say that women can't lead or women can't do this or X, Y, and Z, they usually try and say the goal is like, well, Eve was the first one to be deceived by Satan. So because of Eve, that cancels out all women ever in existence from being able to lead over churches because the first sin was committed by her and I don't know what that I I don't even I don't even understand the reasoning but that's usually the thing that gets brought up but you know this statement is very not the gospel (laughs) this completely goes against the gospel uh there is no sin that is too big for god to cover and god does not punish other people for the sins uh of someone else so you know when uh jesus paid the price uh for all of our sins he paid the full price and he paid that price for everybody okay so when he uh took it to the cross he wasn't Uh, you know, taking all of the sin except Eve's. He wasn't taking all of the sin except Adam's, okay? He came to uh, replenish, you know, repair the relationship 
that we have with God, you know, to make sure that sin does not get in the way of, you know, who we are and our relationship or whatever. And, you know, again, I have more scripture for y'all. If you would like scriptural proof, you can see this in 1 Corinthians uh, 15, 55 through 57. And that says, where death is your victory, where death is your power to hurt. Death gets the power to hurt from sin and sin gets its power from the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And you can also see that God does not punish uh, you know, someone else for another person's sin in Ezekiel eighteen twenty, And that says, it is the one who sins who will die. A son is not to suffer because of his father's sin, nor a father because of his, because of the sins of his son. Good people will be rewarded for doing good and evil people will suffer for the evil that they do. So God does not uh, punish, you know, people who ain't did nothing that does not sound like him he does not move like that he does not act like that so there's this eve can't cancel nothing out eve is not more powerful than our lord jesus christ sin does not have power over jesus okay so there's there's no sin preventing women from being able to lead churches. And, you know, even though the book of Genesis is, is, you know, typically where people go to try to claim that women aren't equal towards men, uh, you know, it, it's, it's actually a great place to, to see that God does believe that women are equal to men, you know, because, you know, people people go to Genesis and, you know, there's a lot of verses people be skipping over. But I'm here to let y'all know that you can read all of it. When we read things, let's read it in fullness. When we talk about things, let's talk about all the sides. Okay, so let's get into Genesis chapter five. And this reads in this is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man in the likeness of God, he made him. Male and female, he created them. And he blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. So as you read this verse, you can see that when God created both of the first two humans, he gave them the same name. But it was Adam who changed Eve's name to Eve. God called them by the same name. He gave them the same blessing. Created them both in his image. Okay. God created the both of them. He saw them both as equals in his eye. And he sees all his children as being equal to each other. He has placed gifts in all of us. He wants all of us to use those gifts. And if you would like even more scripture, girl, that can be seen in Ephesians, Galatians, Colossians, 1 Peter, and in James. So let's get to reading all of that. So Ephesians 4, 6 says, there is one God and father of all people who is Lord of all, works through all, and is in all. 
Galatians 3.28 says, So there is no difference between Jews and Gentiles, between slaves and free people, between men and women. You are all one in Christ Jesus. Colossians 3.11 says, And as a result, there is no longer any distinction between Gentiles and Jews, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarians, savages, slaves, and free. But Christ is all. Christ is in all. All, First Peter uh, 4.10 says, Each one, as a good manager of God's different gifts, must use for the good of others the special gift he has received from God. And James 1.17 says, Every good and every perfect gift present comes from heaven. And it comes down from God, the creator of the heavenly lights, who does not change or cause darkness by turning. So, you know, as you see all of this, as you read all of the scriptures, it becomes very, you know, clear, very apparent, very, uh, you know, transparent (laughs) that, you know, God has a plan for everyone. God gives gifts to everyone and he wants us to use those gifts for his glory so when we as like human beings say that like somebody can't use their gift like like i don't know like god like say god calls somebody like literally just this calls a woman into leadership and we say it's like okay well she can't be in the leadership because she's a woman this y'all this y'all are y'all are quite literally (laughs) performing performing the act of of putting yourselves in front of god you know like literally who are we to say what god is doing in somebody's life who would say that somebody cannot like doesn't fit the requirements to be a leader if god himself placed somebody into leadership like, we can't just, I, I'm not bold enough to do that. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable enough uh, going, <laughs> saying, telling people to, to leave churches. That God has, has, has placed people in the leadership because you're uncomfortable with who they are. You're uncomfortable with, with, with what they look like or whatever you know whatever kind of thing they got going on because you're you're upset like i we we i don't know i'm not bold enough to do something like that i'm not bold enough to to tell people to 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 do stuff like that because i mean truly like who who are we who are we to you know get in the way of what god is doing you know you don't have to like every pastor that God calls. You don't have to sit under every pastor that God calls, but you know, to to make a claim that God would never call a whole gender into leadership is 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 a bold claim. That's a very bold claim. And what that thing says to people who hear this, it's one 
is is denying the power of God, is denying the ability of God. It's telling people that God has preference for people when he doesn't. God does not pick favorites. Uh, what is it? The, he's not a respecter of persons. Okay. He, he, he doesn't talk more into one gender or the other. Like it's, it's, it's sending the wrong message. It's, it's, it makes people feel as though like they, like they don't have a chance out the gate that because of who they are, that they can't do what God called them to do. And it's like, no, like there, there is, there is nothing (laughs) that can get in the way of God's plan for your life. There is nothing that can stop you. If he called you to do something, you're going to do it. (laughs) Even you, even you can't get in the way of God's call for your life. And I know a lot of people try to do that. Even you can't get in the way. So, you know, if God never wanted to call uh, women or just people who aren't men into leadership, that he would have never created them. And that's on period. You know, God is not in the business of wasting gifts. He's not in the business of wasting time. He's not in the business of wasting people to do his will. God God calls leaders. Like, I, I, he, he calls leaders of all genders. Okay? Uh, men, women, non-binary people, agender people, genderqueer people, gender fluid people. He calls who he creates. And that work gonna get done. <laughs> what what the <laughs> what thing gonna get done is is the work of the Lord. Period. Whether whether people like who He call or not, is gonna get done, as they say. If, if we aren't the ones to praise the Lord, then the rocks will cry out to Him. This this the stuff is gonna get done. It's gonna get done. So. You know, whether you, you feeling, feeling cis or not, you know, (laughs) it's going to get done. It's, 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 you know, but, you know, again, you know, if you just needed, uh, uh, scripture, Priscilla and Aquila, they are a great example of not only a woman in leadership, but married, co-pastoring in leadership and I am going to uh, end this on three scriptures. And the first one is Acts uh, 10, 34 through 35. And that says, Peter replied, I am totally convinced that God has no favorites in every nation. God except those who respects him and does what is good and right. Uh, the next verse that I want to say is James 2, 1. And that says, my friends, as believers in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, you must never treat people in different ways according to their outward appearance. And for the last verse, it is Acts eleven seventeen, And that says, it is clear that God gave those Gentiles the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. So who was I then? to try to stop God. So that one, okay, I think that is the perfect verse to end this on. 
All right, y'all. <laughs> Don't let nobody try to tell you that you can't do nothing because of who you are. Don't let these people uh, try to speak uh, negativity in your ear because of the way you were born. Baby, you can do anything you put your mind to. And again, there is nothing that can stop the will of the Lord. It does not matter who is against you. It does not matter who is speaking these things to you. If God put a call on your life, baby, he will see it through. Okay, it will come to pass. It will come to fruition. There is nothing too big for our God. There is nothing that will be able to stop you for doing what you need to do. So don't even pay these people no mind. Don't even listen to them. Don't even give them, you know what I'm saying? Like an ounce of your anxiety. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's... These are the type of people you really just gotta like, okay, girl. Okay. <laughs> if if you think you bigger than God, <laughs> there's I, I there's nothing I can do for you at this point. I'ma just have to let God humble you and I'ma I'ma have to be on my way. Cause <laughs> pay it no mind. <laughs> Cause ooh, ooh. The boldness <laughs> and the audacity. <laughs> but yes, uh, that's all I had to say on the matter. <laughs> and yeah, thank you <laughs> for listening. <laughs> uh, hey y'all, uh, I forgot to tell you all that as you know with basically every uh podcast episode there is a blog post associated with this that is on my website however if you read that and you're like i want to read something else uh i want to also link another article that i found uh with somebody else talking about uh like women in leadership and the way in which my good sis wrote this article. <laughs> uh, what is her name? Her name is uh, Kendall Ray Rothis, I believe is her last name. And she wrote an article on this so journals. So journals, so journers, girl, I can't talk. So journers website okay and she talked about this and it is dripping with anointing the way my sis put so much scripture in this girl read the article if you really want to know more you should read her article it's great it's phenomenal i keep like i kept rereading it because i was like this the way sis wrote this like she really did her thing on this so i wanted to you know show an article that's really giving the girls the tea on the evidence because can't nobody like ugh, can't nobody say that there won't evidence in the bible and she really showed the girls that there truly is so 
yeah, if you want more information, I suggest that you read her article and I'll link it uh, in the description of this podcast episode. So, you know, if you want to see that, I suggest that everyone does because it's great. I love it. And yeah, thank you again for making it to the end of the podcast. So, (laughs) bye. Thank you for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. If you would like to find me online, I'm on Instagram at The Bible is Inclusive, and I'm on Twitter at Bible Inclusive. Uh, I also have a book. It's called Who Told You That God Was Homophobic, and that's available in paperback and ebook, and that's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, uh, Kobo, Scribd, and other retailers. And if you would like to visit my website, my website is called uh, thebibleisinclusive.com. And that is the host of my blog. And I make many posts on there about like, you know, the spiritual things that I have found out. (laughs) Uh, I attempt to be more active on the blog than I am on my podcast so I would recommend that you subscribe to my website so that you can get updates every time I post on there because you know she posts on there more frequently and uh if you would like to become a Christian uh you can figure that out on my website as well you can go to the menu there's a tab and it says you know how to become a christian and it'll show you the prayer that you can pray in order to become a christian if you would like to and also uh you don't have to you're not forced into this but if you would like to donate to me uh you can also go to my website and there is a tab on there that says donate and you can uh put in you know however much money you would like they have a single like one-time donations and they also I think they have reoccurring donations on there too so you can you know do it however you want and you'll be able to donate to me and yeah thank you again for making it all the way to the end of the podcast and I'll see y'all in the next one